The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. Paula V. here. I am so excited today to share with you Dr. Paulette Kaufman Sherman, an amazing lady. She is a licensed psychologist, certified life coach, and author of 21 books, including Dating from the Inside Out. She is an amazing woman that is going to share some fantastic information. And we are going to talk about a recently published book of hers, The Book of Sacred Baths. After having breast cancer four years ago, she decided to publish a legacy of 22 books. She's now on book 21 and is feeling great. She has a private practice in Manhattan and does life coaching by phone. With 20 years as a therapist, she is often featured on J-Date and has a monthly dating column in Eligible Magazine. She's also an expert on television shows like the CBS Early Show and the AM Northwest Early Show and a radio guest on the Curtis Sliwa Show, NPR's Cityscape, Pathways, and others. She's quoted on MSN.com, USA Weekend, the New York Post, Newsweek, Lifetime.com, and much, much more. So you can see why I am so excited to have Dr. Paulette with us. What an honor. I, I just want to say welcome, Dr. Paulette. Aw, thank you, Paula. It's an honor for me to be here. Oh, appreciate it. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm, I'm so excited to chat today. I, I loved your, your book of Sacred Baths. I'm excited to, to have you share about that with the listeners. I, I would like to begin with, with a question why would a psychologist write a book about how taking a bath can improve your life? That, that's just amazing. I love it. Yeah. Well, for many years, of course, I, I was um, doing psychotherapy, and I was one-on-one, and I was in that meant mindset. And I think this is much more of a personal journey. So I will say that I, I've tried to keep the two separate. I don't talk about sacred bathing necessarily in my psychotherapy practice. However, I found just as a person that when something helps me, um, I'm inspired to share it, and um, I was going through a really rough time um, before I wrote this book. As you said, I had breast cancer. I was going through a year of treatment. I lost all my hair, um, and so with the big C word, I had to learn tools to shift from fear into love, um, and as a working mom with so much to do, it was sort of I really needed that self-care time, so I... Um, 
evolved this practice, which I call sacred bathing. Um, and I, as I did that for, for years, actually, before I wrote the book, I realized that it would be a really important tool both for um, maybe working moms and other women um, like me and also even for couples because I started to do sacred baths as a couple, too, with my husband. So um, that's really where, where this book sprang from was just from the love of this tool and using it myself and then knowing that it would help people with different issues. Yes. Sometimes I'll write books that based on my practice or that, but that's where this one came from. Yes, because this this is a personal story, you know, with you going through your rough time, and today you're healthy and happily married with two kids. So it's it's absolutely fantastic that you came into this doing the baths, and you do these sacred baths with your husband as well, don't you? I do. I actually take a bath. I don't even know if you do my schedule how I do it, but I've gotten used to taking a bath daily. I actually came up with 52 baths because I think the average person probably would take them maybe weekly or a couple times a week, maybe not daily. So I wanted a bath for every week of the year, and they're in six major life areas to address different concerns that will appeal to everyone. But um, I always, as a, I specialize in relationships in my practice now, and um, so I have a lot of singles, and, and I have uh, all different issues, but I also have a lot, like a lot of couple therapy. And one thing I always said, and now the research supports it, is it's very important to take a date night, if you can, weekly, um, to sort of nurture your relationship away from all your responsibilities and parenting and stress and all of that. Um, and the research really supports that now. And so anyway, my husband sometimes would begrudgingly do it because it would be expensive and we have to get a babysitter and plan it and go out. So we pretty much do that every Friday. Um, but he was happy when I came up with this idea one day, just sort of out of the blue, because I had been taking baths and I thought, I wonder what would happen if we shared that. Um, because he didn't need a babysitter. We could just do it at home while our kids were sleeping. And I already had all the supplies from Amazon. It was like some essential oils and a crystal. So it was really relaxing for him in that way. Um, so we started to do that and notice how it would shift our energy and the vibration of our relationship. And sometimes we'd get guidance and we'd have a shared intention. So it was a really nice, relaxing time. Um, and then when I started experimenting with it, I could see how it would apply to some issues that couples have like letting anger go, um, transitioning from the day at work. Um, you know, sometimes when people have a fight, let's say, uh, you know, one person wants to talk right away and one person wants to just forget the whole thing, um, and it can be good to have a tool to kind of come back to who you really are and to fill with love and to kind of align with each other before you talk. So this could be a nice tool for that. So, um, so that's how the couple's bath part of it came in. That. I love it. I love it. And as a therapist, you see people who are experiencing a sense of disconnection and stress. And these baths are just a great tool for them, aren't they? They are. And I mean, they were a great tool. Like I said, they can be a great tool on so many levels. But, you know, when I was going through illness and I, like I said, I was scared of the whole cancer and what was going to happen each day and the pain and everything. It helped me shift into just a state of presence, um, mental clarity, gaining more energy, all that kind of stuff. But even regular everyday stress, like people worry about, you know, toxic coworker or their boss or, um, you know, money situations or their mother being sick. I mean, there are so many things we see every day. Um, and now, especially, it's funny, I couldn't have foreseen this when the book would come out around this time, but, like, a lot of people are complaining that they feel so stressed with all the political stuff and all the, you know, um, dangers that have been ha- the violence everywhere, and they never know what's going to happen next. 
So I think it's especially timely in that way just to have a tool where for 25 minutes a day you can shift from fear into love, you can connect to your spirit, you can program like your uh, intention for the day um, and let all the negativity go because, you know, it can really build up. Um, yes. And it's very important to have a tool like that. So yeah. I think it's so timely in that way. Sounds like there are multiple benefits to these sacred baths. Um, I have found that to be true. I mean, I've been doing it, I think, three years now, and I still look forward to it. It's Another thing I would say, besides the benefit, I will go into benefits, but is that, um, you know, I still groan when I have to try to exercise or sometimes eat right and cook and things like that, But um, which are important things to do for ourselves. But this is something I actually look forward to. So I think I was able to leverage, like, a regular ritual that isn't too foreign to us because it's, right it's convenient right in our house, but it's also something that you're doing for yourself that feels like a gift and it's good for you. So um, I think in that way, hopefully people will take to it. <laughs> um, yes. But I found that, like I said, that there were nights where my kids, uh, they were young when I when I first had the diagnosis. They were one and three. Now they're five and eight. But they would wake me up in the middle of the night for different things, and they couldn't sleep, and my husband would snore. So sometimes I would have to go to work and, you know, commute 90 minutes, and I'd gotten like four hours sleep. So to me, sometimes I could take this bath and give fill myself with love and energy and, and get, you know, clear intention, and I felt like I'd slept eight hours. So that was huge for me as a working mom. Um, and I felt like I got very a lot of clarity on what my next steps were, either about creative projects or about um, what was really going on from a higher perspective. Um, it was really good because it put me into my healing nervous system with the relaxation and the deep breathing. So I was much more open to intuition and could heal in a, in a better kind of way from being in that relaxed state um, instead of my fight and flight nervous system, which we often get into. Um, and, you know, mental clarity and a whole bunch of things like that. So a sense of wellness and peace and love. So yes. I found it to be very powerful. Oh, I love it. I love it. And something that I have read that you have written is letting negativity go down the drain, elevating your mood and filling with love. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Thank you. You know, and I know you do Reiki. I feel like, you know, I don't know if there's a comparison, but I feel like it applies to that, too. Like, there are so many different healing modalities and energy shifting techniques, you know, um, that really bring in that universal love that I feel like we've lost contact with many people. I shouldn't say we, because I think we do have connect with it, but a lot of people really desire that, and maybe they've never been taught it or never created this space. Mm-hmm. to connect with something bigger than them. And I think when we're feeling really helpless and small and lonely and alone, you know, it's, it can be really, really fulfilling to have that energy come through us and to be a vessel for it and then to be able to take it out into the world um, and to have that divine support um, yeah. and love. Yes. Uh, how is a sacred bath different from a regular bath? Well, I always joke that, you know, um, I was so used to getting into the bath and I had my shampoos next to me, my conditioner, my razor, like shave my legs, soap up. You don't really want to do that in a sacred bath. I mean, and it's tempting because you're so used to it. Um, You really want to create a sacred space. So I don't have to go into all the details, but basically, like I talk, you know, it doesn't have to take a long time, not more than five minutes, but I talk about like using seventh generation or some kind of non-toxic cleanser and just spraying the bath and quickly cleansing it down. And you can do fun things like burn Palo Santo 
wood or just incense or spray, like some beautiful scent, because you want to, like, make it luxurious for yourself. I think that they say in the Bible, um, I can't remember, now I'm going to forget, but that before someone's wedding, I can't remember if it was Esther's, that they uh, that they put myrrh oil on her for, like, many days. Like, you know, it was almost like if you're going to treat yourself like the divine queen that you are or king or whatever, you know, how do you make the environment beautiful for yourself and elevate the space and the smells and you just want to make sure there aren't like towels everywhere and that kind of stuff so you take like five three to five minutes just clear the space and make it beautiful and you have a beautiful candle that you light and then you run the bath water um, and you set the timer which I just set my microwave timer but you can have a little one uh, for 20 to 25 minutes that's all I ever have really <laughs> and uh, then you put in the Epsom salt and then the few essential oils and a matching crystal to whatever the bath is going to be about your intention uh, you close the light and lock the door very important um, I even have a little sign <laughs> in case anyone oh, forgets to leave it. me alone I think it can be a, an important physical reminder right um, but I've trained my kids at this point and my husband this is mommy's sacred time so for 25 minutes unless it's like you know the house is burning down or something you know let me be and, and they know I'm in a much better mood too when I come out you know I'm, and I am for the whole day so it kind of works for everyone and you know um, usually maybe because they're older it's fine now um, but anyway so you set up all the ingredients turn off the light and then there's a short meditation that I go through in the book really short like a minute or something that just attunes you to your higher self into the waters and then you climb in with your intention and there's usually a meditation um, and a prayer and an affirmation um, in the book that you can read through uh, you know about around a certain thing like say you just wanted to relax and let go of all negativity from work there might be a meditation and prayer around that where you call in a higher power and um, I have a whole glossary in the back, which is just like another level of learning, but you can just even call on your higher self if you, let's say, don't believe in the divine. But in my, but I go into depth, like all the different jobs of the angels that you can call in or the oh. different goddesses for that. So that's kind of fun, I think. And, um, and it's your chance to also feel, like I said, divinely supported and to gain a higher perspective because they say that water really um, is great for guidance. They found that, and Doreen Virtue says that as well, and I found that. So um, if you're quiet, you're still, you're relaxed, it might be that time that you can ask a question and get more clear direction or higher perspective if you feel stuck yes. and a, a chance to connect to your spirit before you go out into your busy day again. I love that. I love that. It's relaxing, feeling good, and aligning your thoughts. Yes, your thoughts, feelings, that's another good one, um, Paula, because I didn't touch on the law of attraction and visualization, but that is also part of it, that I, that's part of the meditation that I wrote, but um, it's an important part of the recipe, I think, for people to understand that when you align your thoughts, feelings, and actions, you're much more powerful in the world to attracting things, you become magnetic. So instead of saying like, oh, you know, I'll always be alone, everyone around me is getting married, I suck, men don't like me, like this is sort of the dialogue that a lot of us do, unfortunately, we yes. just fall into it, don't realize we're doing it, but to actually imagine like, oh, I'm... So these are all the wonderful things about me. You know, I'm going on a date, and, and I just have a wonderful time, and we really appreciate the, what's great in each other. And, you know, and to picture what you do want instead and to actually feel it and prepare yourself mentally. That way, um, the research has shown that even with visualization, that it really has a great effect. Athletes do it. Their body usually follows, and they, you know, it's almost like rehearsing what you want to happen. 
Yes, yes. So you can use that time to leverage all these sort of tools in just 25 minutes. So I'm yeah. kind of joking, so it's like it's, a New Yorker's a, way to, to be spiritual. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a big uh, key to having a great tool to for our manifestation as well as us physically. Oh, I love this. I love this. Oh, thank uh, you. We do have to pop into a commercial, but everyone, I will be right back with Dr. Paulette. Thank you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paul LaVale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Paula Vale here, host of For the Love of Reiki on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know the nutritional power of seeds? A seed contains 20 to 30 times more nutrients and antioxidants than the fruit. Ancient civilizations fell in love with black cumin and used it for all ailments. It was considered sacred. Seed nutrition can be a complementary addition to the lives of virtually everyone. Seeds have anti-inflammatory, anti-aging, and antioxidant benefits and more. If you would like more information about this great nutrition, please go to my website, wellnessinspired.com, and check it out on the products page. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just popping in to join us, I am here today with Dr. Paulette Kaufman-Sherman. She is a licensed psychologist, certified life coach, and author of 21 books. We have been chatting about her latest book, The Book of Sacred Baths. I absolutely love it. It is so fun. 
So, Dr. Paulette, let's just jump into some more fun discussion about these sacred baths. I am absolutely loving this. Aw, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, You say there are three myths about baths that you debunk. Please share that with us. Sure. Um, You know how we always hear Calgon take me away from everything? Yes. Uh, So so one myth is that baths are an escape from our lives, which, you know, can be a nice idea sometimes to just not think about anything. But I find that actually baths are a really wonderful way to shape your life and your reality. Um, You know, and so when I have goals or things, dreams that I want, it's a place where I can make create those from the inside out um, by picturing them, visualizing them, getting guidance on next steps. So I would say that it's actually a way to come home to powerfully create your reality. Um, they say that baths are a place, you know, it's an opportunity to clean your outside or your physical hygiene, but I actually find that it's a, a great opportunity to purify inside as well um, and to release toxic thoughts, to raise your feelings from fear to love to a higher vibration um, and inner, you know, just an inner purification time and a chance to connect with your spirit. And um, the last thing about baths being an escape is that they're actually really a great place of inner connection. So not only a way to shape your outer reality, but a way to get quiet and to spend time with your spirit and to hear guidance. So, Love it. Those are, I love it. And something so fun about your book is you have bath recipes. I absolutely love it. These are mm-hmm. fantastic. So please share with us a little bit about those. Uh, sure. Perhaps, you know, about dating or, you know, give us a few examples if you would. Sure. So dating is usually an easy one for me because my first book was about dating. So I do a couple nights a week, I do dating coaching and I specialize in that. So I, I feel like I never want to jinx myself, but I feel like I've seen every dating issue out there. I'm sure there's going to be new ones. But, um, so that was pretty easy to write that section. Well, I have a section about love life baths. So some are about dating, some are about being in a long-term relationship, some are about marriage and issues I've seen. But like, so one um, would be uh, release your dating anxiety. And first, I start by giving a few tips about, you know, getting nervous on a date and reminding yourself that the other person may feel that way and giving things time. Some simple tips like, you know, remember um, that you only need to stay on a date for 45 minutes and you won't have to see that person again if you don't want to, you know, just take it down a notch and try You can do anything for 45 minutes, right? <laughs> and um, also that you can have fun on a date without any big expectations um, and just let yourself have fun in the moment and don't go further into the future in your mind. So I give a few tips, let's say, about the anxiety piece. And then um, I give recipes where that, so the intention is to release your dating anxiety and to imagine your date going well, for example. And so the recipes are fun because, let's say, patchouli oil, which you put in a few drops here, I think I have three drops, it stabilizes your mind when you're over-worrying and overthinking. And lavender essential oil, um, which I think I had three drops or something in the bath, um, it relaxes and calms you. And frankincense oil, which I said put in two drops, slows and deepens your breathing and removes any stress. And wild orange oil um, relieves any irritation you may have, like, oh, I have to go on this date, and it will lift your mood to more of a joyful mood. And lemon um, oil would inspire security and trust, right? Because a lot of times we feel like, who is this axe murderer I'm going to meet? Like, you know, some people even program mm-hmm. their phone to get a call or something. <laughs> so yes, yes. those are some ideas, right? And um 
you can have, uh, I think here I said a white candle probably for peace because there's such a thing as having different color candles, um, you know, to match your intention as well and some Epsom salt. And, um, and then at the end, there's a ritual. Well, then there's a meditation, which I can go into. But um, at the end, there's a little after ritual where you would drink a, a cup of certain tea because plant has energy, too, that can match your intention, and you would journal about any insights you had so that you can remember them later um, if you're going to be doing a lot of dating and you tend to get anxious. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I would say about the meditation. But in here, for example... It just talks about breathing and inviting in um, your guardian angel to remain present for you and visualizing, you know, how well your date is going and how the feelings are and uh, and then a prayer and feeling in the new self-confidence and self-love and carrying that energy into every day with you. Um, so you can see how doing that might be a nice thing to do instead of, like, thinking about all the reasons he wouldn't like you and what might go wrong, which is kind of how we program ourselves sometimes before our first date. Yes. So that would yeah. be one example. And, and I'm thrilled. For example, on, on page 135 of your book, you talk about baths for our health, health baths. So oh, yeah. that's absolutely fascinating. I, I love that chapter in your book. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think it really um, came home to me to write about health baths because, like I said, I went through that really big health scare and I hadn't really been sick before that. Um, and one thing I realized for myself is that, you know, being a New Yorker, I'm like going, going a lot of the time, you know, with clients and then with kids and with commuting. I think a lot of us are. And so that's why I was in that fight, flight nervous system. And so one thing I learned with this self-care time is to check in with my body, to not just be in my mind. Um, and so I have a bath here that, well, one is treat your body like your temple. And there's another one about, um, I'm looking for it, but about getting guidance from your body. Um, your body is your oracle bath. So what you could do there is, and I can go through the different elements, but in terms of the meditation part, you could call in Archangel Raphael, who's the angel of healing with his Velas angels, and he can help you to reveal your body's highest wisdom. And you can pray to pray and then do a meditation to just ask, like, body, how are you feeling? Like, you know, is there any part of you that's off, like, energetically? Is there something you need? Like, do you need to be in nature more? Do you need sunlight should you be eating more fruits and vegetables? How is your sleep? Because, you know, sometimes we're so busy taking care of everyone else or all our responsibilities that we don't really think to check in with our vehicle. And it can yes. be very important um, to move us forward in terms of our self-care and get any insights. So yes. um, that's one example of that. Yes. Trying to see what the oils are for that, if anything would be useful to share. But, you know, lavender oil would be good for balancing your emotions and creating peace. Frankincense is spiritually grounding. Myrrh oil is good for uplifting your emotions. And neroli um, can link the disconnected mind and body. And patchouli is good to connect your, to your body and emotional release. So, And then you have a green candle, which can represent healing. Um, and we mentioned Archangel Raphael. So there's like a little bit of learning in terms of the elements, I think, which is fun of the bath yes. recipes because they all smell so good. And yes. um you know, and then the bath meditation intention and, and prayer is the most important piece, I would say. But it can be fun to just learn what the different oils can mean or their properties. Um, another thing that I think I should add is that I had a friend that said, wow, there are so many things, like I feel overwhelmed with buying all this stuff. And I told her that, and I think I did mention this somewhere in the book, but that in the beginning, like for the first year or so, I had a couple oils 
and like a white candle and a quartz crystal. And I felt the, the baths still were huge for me. So what another person said to me was it's like building the thought form to like learn deeper, deeper things around the bath and what the oils mean. And it just strengthens your intention. But if you yes. feel overwhelmed with getting so many oils or whatever, don't feel like you have to do that all at once. And you can even have a white candle and put a ribbon around it to have, a, you know, the color that you want, like a green ribbon for healing or a red mm-hmm. ribbon for passion, you know, if that's something it's, you want to include. It's so great because then you can put your intention in to what you're doing in preparing your bath. You can add all that to that. And it's so fantastic you use crystals as well. So let's say I... With the crystals, do do you put that crystal in the water? Do you uh, give yes. that crystal intention? What do you recommend with the crystals? Yes, I do, and I know you're an expert on crystals. I, I love really crystals. Like crystals. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say for people who don't know that um, crystals yes. are you know just natural stones that have their own vibration, color, and healing properties. So um, they're, they people say they cleanse us of negative energy. That they have. Um, they, different structures so that they attract different things to us. And some people even say that they can store memories. So if we have an intention and we program them into that crystal, then, and like say carry it with us, right? Then it can bring that intention with us or that energy. So that's a pretty cool idea, um, if you believe that. And, um, you can match your crystals to the intention you have for your bath. So for example, um, you know, well, I said, I mentioned if you just want to buy one crystal, you could have a clear quartz because that tends to magnify whatever your intention is. So one day it'll be relaxation, one day it'll be communication, right? And you could cleanse it in between it. Um, but what I thought was interesting is to learn about the different crystals. So if I have a bath where I want to attract love, I might have a rose quartz which tends to have those properties. Or um, if I want new opportunities or overcoming self-doubt, I might have an adventurine crystal. And so what you do is you just put it between, like, the drain and, you know, like, and yourself or whatever mm-hmm. and just pop mm-hmm. it down there after you've made your intention and it just sort of broadcasts that out and into the water. And they also say that water stores memory, which is, like, another metaphysical property that um, in my book I talk about Dr. Mizuru Omoto and... Um, so they also say that water changes depending on our intention um, and our thoughts. And so you can imagine that you're, all of this is like layers of strengthening your intention and broadcasting it out of the, into the world in terms of the law of attraction. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. And isn't it true, uh, Doctor, that sacred bathing has long been a cross-cultural practice as well? It has. It's really amazing too uh, to think about that when you're in the bath, because you know it doesn't just feel like oh I'm in my modern you know um, little tiny apartment bath. You know it's really like a an ancient spiritual practice that people have been doing globally um, and are still actually doing like in China and Japan. Bathing is really big and people bathe communally. Um, I haven't been there yet, unfortunately, but um, in Rome they used to have tepidariums and um, all different temperatures of baths where people would uh, would bathe and then, you know, and it was um, a beautiful practice that you would want to do, you know, that you would want to heighten your consciousness and, and share with people that you care about. And um, I'm trying to think like mikvahs in Judaism. I actually tried to go to a mikvah 
uh, when I was writing this book, and that was a beautiful practice too. I'm not very religious, but I am Jewish, and I was married, so I was allowed to go in. <laughs> um, and uh, and they, you know, you do a prayer where you invite God into your marriage, and you dunk under a number of times, and so that was really a beautiful practice. And there are just so many, like. Um, uh, the Turkish have hammams, I think, and um, you know I don't have it all in front of me, but uh, there are just so many different um, practices. And I found even in our culture now, um, you know, some of these things in New York, like there was air bath, a i r e bath with a you know with an e, and they had modeled it after the Roman Greco-Roman bath. So there was a floatarium, a tepidarium, and all different pools. It was all brick, and then there were candles everywhere. It was such a gorgeous, luscious experience. <laughs> and you could stay. There was music and peas, and you could stay for an hour. So, um, you know, a lot of us can't afford say, to do that. That's a great experience, and I would highly recommend it, but to do those things all the time. Or even, like, I, I went on a float tank once, which I absolutely loved, but I think it's, like, $60. So if you can't afford to do that regularly, it's like, how do we bring these ancient practices into our own home in a modern way to give us a taste of that sacred experience and to use yes. our bath as a path for transformation as well. So yes. and that's what I tried that, to do. That's a great beginning and that's a great, you know, habit. Something we can give ourselves is looking at your book and, you know, getting connected with some of these recipes and these rituals. We can do that for ourselves right in our own home. I love it. I love it. Uh, Dr. Paulette, before we go into another break, could you please share with the listeners your website and how they would find your book and your other books? Oh, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so the website I made for the book is www.sacredbathing.com. And it describes all different aspects of sacred bathing, including some fun, uh, if you go to the more section, there's like a drop down, there's even products. So if you're really into like Archangel Ariel, the angel of joy, like I like her, um, <laughs> there's incense that matches her and all this kind of stuff that it was just my book was too big and too detailed. So I didn't put it in the book, but I figured if people wanted that stuff, they could look extra stuff, they could look for it there. So that's something fun and some videos that I made about baths. Um, so that's the website. And uh, if you go under Amazon to Dr. Uh, Paulette Kaufman Sherman, P-A-U-L-E-T-T-E-K-O-U-F-F-M-A-N-S-H-E-R-M-A-N, it's kind of long, or um, <laughs> I have my, all my books on there, and uh, they can just look. I think, that, like you said, there's 21 and a couple CDs that I made. So, um, so yeah, and my book's on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and on the Llewellyn site. Yeah, your your website's so gorgeous. I absolutely oh, love your site. Thank it's you. Great. You're welcome. Well, everyone, we have to pop out briefly again. Dr. Paulette and I will be right back. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Paulette. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paul LaVale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. 
beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Paula Vale here, host of For the Love of Reiki on voiceamerica.com. Do you know the nutritional power of seeds? A seed contains 20 to 30 times more nutrients and antioxidants than the fruit. Ancient civilizations fell in love with black human and used it for all ailments. It was considered sacred. Seed nutrition can be a complimentary addition to the lives of virtually everyone. Seeds have anti-inflammatory, anti-aging, and antioxidant benefits and more. If you would like more information about this great nutrition, please go to my website, wellnessinspired.com, and check it out on the products page. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Paula V. here with Dr. Paulette. We are having so much fun talking about Sacred Baths, her latest book. And I have, to, I have to throw in there, Dr. Paulette, because I am just so passionate about my Reiki. You know, we're talking about this water, and I know you're a practitioner. We can Reiki that, that bath water. We can, we can use our Reiki with our sacred baths as well. It's, it's just so fun. I love that. I love that idea. And um, in the back, I did say a little bit about, in case anyone doesn't know what Reiki is and how you can even take, I don't know what your opinion is on this, Paul, but there's different levels, but you can even just take the um, level one to learn how to do it on yourself and your bath water, right, if you don't have the money or the time right away to do all the levels. Um, So it's pretty simple, and it's something nice. When I was sick, I did. I was telling Paul I haven't used my Reiki certification too much now, but I was able to use it on myself, which I think was a good thing because I was in the hospital a lot or traveling. Um, So it is a good one to have to be able to do self-healing and also to be able to use it on the water. And then you're getting into this high-vibration, yummy water, right, which is amazing. It's universal love. It is, it is. And you can actually, you know, something I share with my students, Reiki your water before you drink it. You know, mm. we can do so much with that with that Reiki energy. It's all so fun. I love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Paulette, 
Describe some of the benefits that you yourself have found that that carries over from taking these sacred baths. Um, well, one is definitely, in a broader sense, a sense of connection, I think, because, you know, sometimes we are not connected to even the, the littlest things, uh, you know, because we're running around and things like that, and so we don't think about how powerful water is. And so one thing I actually did in this book, because I felt a little guilty actually with taking baths daily, because I know that there's a world problem where other people don't have water and we're, we're you know, it's become a big money industry and we're not sharing it. So I did actually say that I was going to donate 10% of all my royalties to water.org. But one, one reason this even probably occurred to me is just because like I start to have a relationship to water, like you said, to drinking it, which I never like to drink water, but also just how water, we're all 70% water and water connects us all. So, and all the metaphysical amazing properties of water, which I didn't even really go into too much here. So, um, so that was definitely one realization that I had. And I think when I would take the bath, I'd feel very connected to spirit, but then I would try to bring that out into the world and to my sense of peace and connectedness. Um, and also it helps you to shift from on a bigger level from your ego into like your higher purpose. So you ask some of the bigger questions in your bath that maybe you don't have time to think of on a daily basis. Like, you know, what does my soul want me to do today? What are my next steps? What's my mission in the world? You know, I think when you have a life-threatening illness, sometimes you start to ask those questions more, too, because you're not sure how much time you have, and you start to think about the bigger picture more. But these baths are a way that if you don't have something that shakes you up like that, that you can actually take the time to get that bigger perspective or that guidance. Um, And so you feel much more on purpose in your life and much more connected to something bigger and to other people. Um, those are some of the bigger things I would say. And then there are a lot of other benefits that I already mentioned, like mental clarity, having more energy, um, definitely a huge creativity. Um, the research, there has been a bunch of research from, um, on flotation because they have a conference and a lot of different flotation, um, companies are popping up now. But one thing they found is that it really increases creativity and people say it's like four hours of deep meditation in 40 minutes. So, I knew that, and, you know, I had subsequently been doing this practice anyway, um, and you don't have zero gravity, or you don't have, you know, you don't float in the bath, but you can make it dark with a mindfold, and it does have a lot of the same benefits, because I found that I would get, you're writing a book on Shekinah, and all of a sudden the book would, like, download, <laughs> I would have, you know, because I you write 21 books, or 19, or whatever it was, uh, after I'd written four, you know, in four years, it's literally been four years. <sighs> So, I mean, some of them were shorter children's books, but still a lot of the ideas weren't mine. It was like you become a vessel for that divine energy, and you get a lot of insight and guidance that way, either from your higher self or from spirit. And so you can do a lot more because you're not working just on your own ego or your own power, right? It's bigger than you. Um, And I think that's a huge benefit it was for me in terms of what I had to accomplish, and it still continues to be. So it's almost like my divine appointment, right? Like time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So what would you say is your life mission now? I mean, is there a theme to your 20 years of work as a therapist and to the 21 books you've published so far? Where, Where do you go from here? Uh, you know, everyone's been asking me, too, what is book number 22, and I can't even think yes. about it yet. <laughs> but, uh, and I guess I'll be told, right? But um, but anyway, I think that even from the beginning when I was being a dating coach, it was always about removing obstacles and helping people to love more. So that was sort of my umbrella theme. But I think recently my husband said something that was smart um, because I said to him, wow, I've written like 20 
one book so far, and a lot of them are seem different. They're not all like about relationships. Some are, some are about my cancer journey. You know, what is the through line? And he was saying he thinks that I'm here to empower women through change or people through change and also help them connect to spirit. And I realize even if it is a children's book, that is it's smart because I think that is true, that there are those themes in all of them about empowering change and connecting to our spirit and loving more. So those would be the three main things. Um, <laughs> and so I, I think I just continue to be inspired by those ideas and... Um, you know, I feel like I have more than 22 books in me. I just felt like I had to write 22 because that was sort of what I was told in the message. Yes. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm sort of right now, before I just wrote book after book and stuck them on Amazon without any marketing, um, and then this one got published, so I wanted to stay with this one for a year at least or, you know, a good period of time so it wouldn't be like dropping the baby on the doorstep. It would be like launching, yes. you know, getting it out there. Um, so I really appreciate being on shows like yours and having these opportunities to let people know about the book now. Um, so what I'm trying to do is not get ahead of myself and just really see through this mission and um, this message so that it can help people. And then after that, I'm sure I'll take a bath and I'll get another idea. <laughs> so yes. that's usually what happens. Yeah. You're, you are so fun, Dr. Paulette. It's like <laughs> dropping the baby on the doorstep. Well, now we've got the baby in the stroller. We're walking through yeah. the park. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. that because of your show. <laughs> oh, I am just so thrilled to be a, a tool and a vessel to sharing you and this great book and, and everything you've done. It's so fun. So would you say that these beautiful baths that you take, they, they help you achieve your dreams. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have for me because, you know, there's such a thing as writer's block, too, and I'm sure it happens in other ways where people say, I just feel so stuck in my career and I just don't know what's next, and they kind of churn around mentally or in their ego, and we need to learn how to get out of our way. And um, I've heard people who teach about the process of writing say that we need an incubation space where we kind of, like, surrender and let go all that negativity and just be and listen to our higher self or listen to our muse. And I feel like um, I didn't intentionally write that or create that, but that's what it became for me, um, to let go all those limiting beliefs, all those worries, the things about the future, all the things we have to do. How often do we really get to do that? I mean, I'm sure that when you're getting a Reiki treatment, probably the same kind of thing or a massage, right? But um, I don't know. It would be great if we could do that every day. Some people might, but mm-hmm. I think it's important to have that space so new things can come in and we can hear our higher wisdom. Um, and so for me, it's been really great instead of having to say, like, mentally, what kind of idea can I come up with? What kind of books are written about that? That's how I used to approach things sort of more academically. And now it's like, oh, when I actually got the, the idea for this book, even though I was doing the bath already, when I was in a couple's bath and it came to me like, this message, I thought it was going to be about our relationship, but it was like, you're going to write the book of sacred baths with the title, right? And it's going to be helpful for individuals like you and for couples in the way it's been for you. So it was like, okay, so that's what I'm going to do. And then you just surrender to it, right? <laughs> so to me, yes. it's a lot easier. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So would you say, are there misconceptions about connecting to spiritual guidance in life? Is that something that you see there are challenges and misconceptions out there? Um, I do think that a lot of people think that we have to go to a priest or a minister or like a really famous psychic or something. And, you know, I'm interested in all kinds of healings and I believe in psychics, but I think that we all have a vast amount of wisdom 
in ourselves, and, and sometimes we're really afraid of it. Um, you know, they did research that showed that when people were put in a room with their own thoughts and feelings, that they would rather shock themselves than to have to stay in there. Um, so that to yes. me was pretty frightening, and I never did psychoanalysis, but I think psychoanalysis or some kind of process where you're constantly looking at your thoughts and your feelings, like you, you get used to your shadow and yourself and you start to accept yourself more, but most of us don't do, have that experience, so we're running away from all of that. And I think, um, you know, just taking the time to see that, wow, we are all made to connect to spirit and, and to our guidance and just asking the questions and being open and maybe you don't get a response or something huge every single time, but even just having that time to connect to yourself and to be with yourself and to ask those questions is really important practice, I think, in our busy lives. Yes, yes. And, and tell us a, a, a bit about how these sacred baths can improve our health. Well, um, I mentioned before that there are two different types of um, your nervous system. I may say them wrong. Maybe you know, but I think it's the mm-hmm. parasympathetic is the good one and the other one. The sympathetic is the fight and flight. Yes. But um, when we tend to be in our beta analytical minds, we are starved of oxygen. We're running around. We're in feel like there are tigers coming, right? Um, and we're in fear a lot of times. And when we go into our relaxed deep breathing nervous system where we smell the oils and we relax and surrender, our um, brain waves and our consciousness change and slow down. And it's much more expanded. We're more open to intuition and we're into that healing um, nervous system where they found that healing can really occur more. It's better for our bodies. It feels really good for ourselves. So uh, it's very important just to take that time to let go and to relax and to go into that healing nervous system. And also the mind is a very powerful tool. So visualizing us being healthy, finding ways to connect our body and what our body needs, you know, speaking well of our body. There's even a body image bath that I have because I have a lot of women that come to me and say, like, you know, and they might be really beautiful, but they'll be like, I just keep thinking about my thighs or this, you know, the way that my nose looks Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the constant dialogue, and it really brings them down, and they, they're very hard on themselves. So to begin to appreciate our bodies for what they are and to say, to have positive self-talk, all of that can affect our health, too, I think. So yes. it's mind, body, emotion, and spirit. So yes. it's a way to kind of lift our vibration in all those ways by just practicing it from the inside out. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. And would you say these baths also can improve our financial situations? Sure, because um, I think that, you know, it may be Louise Hay that says that you can go to the ocean with a thimble or a pipeline. <laughs> you know, she talks about being open to receive and feeling abundant. So, again, it's like the law of attraction. I mean, there are skills probably also that are needed to be financially abundant, right, and to look at what's getting in your way. But a lot of times what we do is we play the same script again. It's like, oh, I've always sucked with money. I have no money. I'm scared I'll have even less. What if I lose my job? Like, we're walking around thinking this. And actually, I think the research shows that 47% of Americans contemplate their future in the bathroom already, even if they're not taking a bath. But it's usually this negativity, right? Like, what if I don't, what do I want next, blah, blah, blah. So what I tried to do is program do meditations and prayers that would and affirmations that would program our future consciously so if it's in the area of abundance you can call in an abundant goddess that you feel like will help give you the right guidance right like Lakshmi for example or Demeter the goddess of the harvest and you can you know put in um, the oils of abundance and uh, financial abundance and you can imagine getting what you do want and get guidance on next steps or good ideas 
And so you're changing and shifting that thinking to what you do want instead of what you don't want and letting negative beliefs and, and feelings and stuff go down the drain. So um, it is a good practice to make you much more conscious and aware of what you are creating from the inside out and then to journal about it afterwards so that you can then take it out and actually take some action that would be oh, constructive. Powerful message. Powerful message, Dr. Sherman. We have Thank about you. two You're welcome, my dear. We have about two minutes left of the show. What last words would you like to share with the listeners today? Well, I think that the main reason that I wrote this book, believe it or not, it's not about... Well, my, me or my personal journey, um, I did want to share something that was helpful to me with other people, but I think it's like the energy of Divine Mother came through this book, and she wanted to, like, bathe people in her love and show them their worth and show them that they are divine and have them connect and feel safe and loved unconditionally. And, uh, and to be able to bring that energy, that divine energy of who we are back out into the world. So we raise our personal vibration and then we raise the vibration of the earth. And I think it's so important right now, um, this idea of shifting from fear into love and slowing down and connecting with the divine feminine. And some of us haven't had models of that. We don't even know what it is. So I thought this would be a fun, easy way. It's not too intimidating other than learning about the oil or whatever, right? To just take a bath. We all know how to take a bath and to just come back to who we really are. So that's really the reason that I want people to get this book. And, you know, if it's something that doesn't resonate with you, it's a great gift to, um, not that this is a sales pitch, but I'm just saying for like your mom or like your best friend, because it's something that I really feel that, yeah, you spend the 15 or $17, but I tried to write a really comprehensive book. I think it's like 200, 300 pages or something that you could have sort of like the Bible of baths, right, to do for the rest of your life that really covers the gamut of baths. And the other thing I would say, too, is that um, I believe largely in taking something and running with it and being creative with it. So there'll be iterations of these baths. So even though I have 52 baths for all areas of your life, you know, if you have a bath all of a sudden and, you know, it's about writing a particular book and you need inspiration on it and I don't have a bath about writing a book in there, you know, you learn the process and then you say, hmm, what oils would match my intention and what kind of meditation could I write? And then you take that out. So, you know, you can really match it with anything that will serve you in your life. Yes, it's true. It's a great gift book. It's, it's you know, something I'm going to be giving to all of my girlfriends. It's absolutely Aww, thank perfect. You. Oh, you're welcome. We we have to say goodbye, everyone. I'm so sorry. I could talk to Dr. Paula for hours. I have enjoyed you so much today. I am so Let grateful. Me too. Thank you, Paula. Oh, you are so welcome, my dear. And, and to the audience, thank you for being with us today. Love, hugs, and blessings. Love, hugs, and blessings to you as well, Dr. Paulette. Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 